Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews and insights from the field of healthcare. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you by THC Primary Care, where we provide operations and project management to primary care networks. If you are a clinical director or a practice manager and your to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to support you to roll out your network-based contracts and projects, I would love to help you. We also provide consultancy and coaching advice to healthcare business owners and clinical leads looking to take the next step in their career or their business. Come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So in this episode, you're going to meet my friend, Dr. Carmen Landrell. Carmen is a cardiologist. She's also a speaker. She lives in Houston, Texas, and we met in California 2017, and we've stayed in touch ever since. We're part of a mastermind group, and I really wanted Carmen to come on to share with you guys how we created our mastermind group, because it's a question I always get. What is it? how did you come to be? What do you talk about? How does it work? So try to give you as much information as possible. And for us, it it did come about incidentally. We didn't, it wasn't an intentional thing. So on the podcast, you hear us trying to dissect (laughs) the ground rules. What, just what do we do? What do we talk about? Why do we talk about purpose is really, really key. The purpose of our group and whatever you do, clarity of purpose is so key, whether it's a business, whether it's a project, whether it's your job, yourself. It's really, really, really key. So we talk a lot about that. And I also wanted Carmen to share with you guys some of her thoughts around leaving medicine, because I know lots of you can relate. And even if you're not a doctor, We've all experienced those moments in our career where you think, should I stay? Should I go? What keeps you hanging on or what keeps you there? Is it fear? Is it because you generally love what you do? Is it for the money? And I just thought it'd be helpful for her to share those thoughts because I know so many of you will be in the same situation and hopefully it will help and at the very least, you're not the only one. Okay. So as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you like what you hear, I would love it if you gave us a shout out on social media or you left us an iTunes five star rating and review. Connect with me at THC Primary Care on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on LinkedIn if you just search for Tara Humphrey. Hi, Carmen. Thank you so much for joining me finally on our podcast, The Business of Healthcare. How are you doing? Hi, Tara. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me here. Finally, I'm here with you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Could you introduce um, yourself to our audience, what you do and who you are, a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am Dr. Carmen Landrau. I am a cardiologist. I live in Houston, Texas, although I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I'm also a keynote speaker on women's empowerment and leadership. I work for uh, with corporations whenever they have their events and I present to their audiences. So Carmen is a really good friend. We've known each other a few years. We met through a leadership coaching group. We met at a conference in California and I've talked about this before in the podcast, but we are part of a a peer-led mastermind and we use an app called Voxer. It's a walkie-talkie app and we will just chat to each other. There's a few of us in this group. Carmen is one and we'll get on to how, what we talk about in this group. But because we both work in the field of healthcare, I've been 
trying to find the right time to bring Carmen on. And we had a really, really good conversation around your thoughts around potentially leaving medicine. And that's what I would like to talk about. How long have you been thinking about this? It's interesting because this has been a somewhat long process. I can tell you that I can identify, maybe this has been before, but I can identify back in 2014, I was starting to feel the effect of burnout. If you don't know, well, in, in the United States, at least healthcare is going through a lot of change, a lot of changes with reimbursements, the insurances, how we see patients and how we care for the patients. It changes about every year or maybe sooner than that because of all the regulations. So it's a constant battle sometimes on how can I provide the best service for my patients at the same time doing quality care, doing a good patient-doctor relationship, and also making a living from this because this is my job after all. So I can tell you that back then I started to feel that there is something else I should be doing or I can do. I didn't know what that was, but that was maybe the first time I, I've been in, you know, thinking and identifying somewhat of a problem with the situation. And where are you today? Today, I can tell you I'm way happier. And the reason is because I have found another passion, which is keynote speaking. It has been a process. It has been a lot of work but I love the work that I've been doing, that I've put into it. I cannot tell you today that I will leave tomorrow, but that's a possibility in the future. It's hard because being a physician, you go into medicine, you want to help people, you want to make a difference in their lives. And ideally with the appropriate conditions, you will be happy and you will be doing this forever. I never thought of even retiring, like who retires? Because my idea of a doctor is the doctor that gets old and you know, you're know you probably in your 80s and you're still seeing patients because you love it. And while I, I still love taking care of people, the working conditions have changed so much that I can understand why other people before me were not feeling that this was fulfilling. I can understand it. But right now I am better because I have found speaking and I can manage my time better. I'm a solo cardiologist, so that gives me some autonomy. With that said, it's a different set of problems because I don't have the established uh, team or the established support, benefits, all these things that you get when you're a salary employee. However, it also gives me some freedom. So having that dynamic between a job as a doctor and speaking has given me somewhat of a middle ground, if I can say it, where I can do two things that I love and not yet decide, maybe prolong a bit more leaving medicine if it all ever happen. What is keeping you in medicine? I have to tell you, I, I, I love taking care of people. Okay. But also, it's the, the mindset, you know, I work so hard for this. I work so hard to take care of others, not also the patients. I see the interaction day to day with the nurses and the younger generation of doctors that are getting out there, especially the women. And I see that somehow they call me a mentor and they come to me and ask me, well, how would you fix this? How would you do this? I think I still have a purpose and maybe that's why I'm still staying but then, of course, there are better days that are not so good days. And then you rethink, OK, what am I doing here? When is this going to happen? If this is going to happen? OK, you've spoken that you've said that you've been close to burnout. I've never been in that situation. What did that feel like? Or what did that moment in time feel like when you felt like this feels like I'm burning out? A bit disappointing, disappointment. There's a lot of soul searching. There is a lot of thinking trying to understand your situation, trying to see, okay, why am I not as happy? Why today I feel like I can't get out of bed? I'm not feeling compelled. On the other hand, there are, there are days where I was like, wow, I would never change this in a million years. I will continue doing this forever. But there are forces that are external to me. There are forces that I cannot 
combat right now by myself. Of course, there is a new movement of physicians uh, here in the United States, at least. And I can tell you that more physicians are being more active, more vocal in order to create better conditions for physicians, in order to make it happen so that patients don't lose that. Because we all understand that once you find that doctor that you connect with, it is very hard to go find another. You don't want to break that relationship. And as physicians, we feel that we have a responsibility. I honestly feel I do have a responsibility with the population, whether they're my patients or not. I, I still feel that. So that there's a conviction there. But at the same time, when you are giving so much and uh, people who are in charge, whether it's the government with the regulations or the insurances, they don't give the proper conditions, then we're all human at the end of the day. And we have to say, well, is this worth it? Is it worth it that I sacrifice so much up to now? I still sacrifice, sacrifice time with my family and other things that are important. And at the end of the day, you want to make sure that this is worth it. And don't get me wrong. I knew I was going to work hard. I'm a very hard worker. I think I'm still working hard. I'm now working hard enough before because now I have two responsibilities, uh, the business of speaking and medicine, of course. But again, is how you how you're treated, how the conditions beat you up or not, that makes a difference. Okay. What do you speak on? I speak on women's empowerment mostly, also on leadership. My message is directed at professional women, especially those in male dominated careers. And my goal is to help women get more recognition and be seen as an asset to their teams for their organizations. Oh, come on. I just remembered this was before we met. Or we, this was before we were in our mastermind group in Voxer. I listened to one of your podcasts on the Biz Chicks podcast. And I, can you remember? And I messaged you. I remember. I do remember you messaging yeah. me. You're taking me back. I just remember because I remember, I think I was running, I was running and it's quite, I was yeah running along and then I was listening to you and I kind of like, I want, I need to concentrate on this. So then I started walking and then I think I started crying. <laughs> it was like, I remember, yes, I, I just, as soon as you said that, I was like, I remember and it was so powerful. It just really spoke to me in the moment that I was in, but yeah, I just, sorry, I digress. I was like, oh my God, I so remember. And I think that you're such a beautiful speaker. And I think your talks and I think just your whole presence is about helping people like me to be confident in their decisions, confident in how they show up to know that we are enough. And I think because of your background as being an immigrant, and working in the field of health, a very, very tough industry. It just means so much because you speak from a place of knowing you've been there. I have been there. But you know, when you are there, when you're making it, you don't see it. It's not until you look back, you say, wow, did I do all that? (laughs) And more important, I think, is when people recognize it, when others, like you did, you know, you I don't know where you send me a message and here I am. And I have to tell you, I was like, oh my God, Tara Humphrey <laughs> called me and she left me a voice message. <laughs> and I was starstruck because I have always admired you way back when, I think was it 2017 where we were at the first meeting and I've been following you, your messages and your posts well, from before, of course, but it's impressive how, you do something and you don't realize the impact you're causing on others until you stop and take a look. And yeah. that is a great thing to have. I am very proud, but also very honored. I come, um, it's humbling. It's a humbling sensation because it's a big responsibility and I take it very seriously. It's something that whether I'm taking care of a patient or I am empowering another woman, being a role model, it's something that I take very seriously because first, I didn't have as many, although I didn't recognize it back then. But also because there's not that many women taking the stand and daring to speak up and daring to say, okay, no, this is not right. We're going to stand together and we're going to make it happen for other women. Now we're seeing them more commonly. Absolutely. But I can tell you that this is a very hard step to take 
especially when you are working in a male-dominated career, when you are in an environment where, of course, it's male-dominated, because you're going to be seen as someone that's steering the pot or someone that's a troublemaker. However, if you don't take the step, things will never change. So it is worth it. It's worth to take take the chance. Definitely. And I think you can. we can do that when we feel we've got the support. So one thing I just wanted to say is to my listeners, uh, the people listening, when you see something, when you hear something, if you like it, if you appreciate it, like tell the person. And I think we all have this perception, like I'm thinking, oh my God, Carmen, you're thinking, oh my God, Tara. But now we know each other. It's just like, we're just Tara and Carmen. <laughs> like we're just two normal people. And I think that when you see people, we don't reach out to them because we think that they're too high up for us. And I reached out to you and you came back to me so quickly. There is a time difference, but it just meant so much. And I think so many of my relationships have been developed and you're like my friend now. It's so like you live in Texas. I live in Whitstable in the UK and we talk all the time. That's true. We talk all the time. And I know the time difference. I know when I'm texting you and about what time it is in yeah. <laughs> in England, but it's also funny because sometimes it could be what, 6 a.m. and you're sending a boxer and I'm still awake. It's midnight here. So we're basically talking <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking at the same time. So it's amazing how we get connected and how we've established a, I think it's a great relationship, even though we don't meet in person, but we make it happen. We communicate and we support each other. So yeah. it's something that should happen more often with more people. Yeah, there's no excuse. You know, it doesn't matter about time zones, where countries, different cultures. It really doesn't matter. And one of the things I'd like us to talk about is you said you take speaking very seriously. And I think our mastermind group is fostering all of our businesses. But before that, what gave you the courage to step out of doing medicine full-time to follow a passion? Because so many people want to do this. So many people say to me, Tara, how do you do it? And I think what would be really helpful is how have you done it? Well, you know, looking back, I, as, as I mentioned, I was looking for something else. What else can I do? Of course, being a doctor and most of the things that I was related to were in the medical field you start looking by uh, start looking at other things related to medicine but it wasn't fulfilling you know there there was nothing out there that i could find until one day i found uh, a doctor who's doing medical writing and i went and sent her a message on linkedin we started communicating one thing i can tell you i'm not shy to talk to people <laughs> i will send you a message i will try to establish a relationship and based on honesty not just to get anything out of people but and let's get to know each other and let's see what, how we can help each other here. So she guided me through medical writing. I took some courses. I tried it a little, but it wasn't for me. I'm not a writer. However, I had been doing some speaking for the American Heart Association throughout this process. And one day I saw another doctor who left medicine and she was a full-time speaker. And she was making a living out of it. And this is interesting because I did not know that people made a living as a speaker. In medicine, at least here in, in the United States, usually you give a talk. This is understood that this is part of your job. But you have to prepare. You have to do all these things. And so you just speak and you don't get paid. This is not a career. This is something you do. But this physician, she had left medicine. She is a full-time speaker. She has made a career out of it. And then she decided to put a webinar and then a coaching group. I did both with her and it was fantastic. I started connecting the dots. When I look back, every time I was on stage, I was feeling fantastic. Like this is my environment. And the bigger the audience, the better. So I continued taking some coaching, how to create my signature talk, uh, understanding the business of speaking and the rest is history. You know, once you start going out there and networking with the right people, because that's another step. With me in medicine, everyone I knew was a physician or related to someone in medicine or to some type of degree in medicine. So I understood that if I wanted to speak to other women, 
I needed to step out and get to know more people. So I started networking. I found some women's business groups, women networking groups here in Houston. And once they realized that I was there and they liked my topic, they started calling me and then another chapter, another chapter. And then the first year from one networking I had in just one group, I had six gigs. So <laughs> I was going somewhere with this. And, you know, the, the rest is history. It just kept happening and I kept building it and learning it. I made mistakes. But one thing we have to learn is do not be afraid to make mistakes. You will make mistakes. It doesn't matter if you're an expert. You will still make mistakes, learn and move on and grow from there. So it's been happening. And now I am very comfortable. I talk to corporations. I do the leadership, leadership talks. I do the women's empowerment. And it's all fantastic. Could you see yourself doing it full time? Absolutely. Okay. Share with our listeners what we are talking about when we are, and it's it's you, it's Lisa, Danielle, and Natalie. Uh, we're a diverse bunch. Um, Lisa has got an online business supporting the organization of paper. She's got huge, huge podcasts, like 8 million. It's probably like 10 million downloads now. Danielle Liss is an attorney. Natalie has got an online organization supporting like the certifications of, of operations managers. It's myself. And then, yeah, there's you, cardiologist slash speaker. So what are we talking about in our mastermind group? We talk about everything. We, we do a lot of talking about business. And this is interesting because I can analyze this is business from, even though we're business owners, it's a woman's mindset, which can be very different sometimes from a male perspective. But it's, it's still very important work that we do. We talk about our businesses. We talk about our relationships uh, with our employees, with our staff. But we also talk about personal stuff, right? We talk about, you know, when we have a question or when we have a bad day. The other day I was, I sent you a message. I sent you all a <laughs> yeah. message about this bad day I had because honestly, one bad review. <laughs> but it could, it could be, you know, depending on when it happens, it could be devastating that day. And then you, oh, like, why was I even worried about it? I think every conversation we have helps us grow in a way. Because we learn from others. We see others' perspectives, whether it's about salaries or having a fund, a maternity fund, or having a new project and connections and getting to know other people. Sometimes we say, oh, do you know so-and-so? Can you connect me with this person? It's very open conversation. We're having good conversation, very open, very friendly, and sometimes very raw. Yeah, somehow I think in the last message, I think the message you were just talking about, I think you were saying to me, like, I don't need you to tell me, you know, like to pat me on the back. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't need you to be my cheerleader. This is the this is the situation. And I think what's really nice is that we are comfortable in saying what we want from each other and what we don't want from each other. I think some of the conversations, very like, as you said, very very specific and tactical it's like I've got this business opportunity these are the pros these are the cons reflect back what you think I'm saying to help me make a decision should I network should I take this opportunity I'm thinking about sacking this person what policies do you have in place what Lisa was talking about the other day around like inclusivity and I think it was about putting subtitles on putting subtitles on our back catalogue of videos of which there are hundreds <laughs> putting subtitles in there in her previous videos or representations or so because it's now diversity and inclusion is is being talked about here in the united states is very big right now uh we all want to be inclusive however the reality is and i'm going to say this as a minority i'm a hispanic woman my first language is spanish we also need to understand the challenges this sometimes presents to businesses. You know, asking someone to make subtitles of all their previous work is uphill and the cost is tremendous. Can this business do this? Well, it may not be something that can happen, but maybe it can happen moving on forward. And I think that we don't have to change everything in order to prove or to demonstrate 
that we are actually honest and that we are in, in favor of being inclusive for that matter, if we're talking about that topic. So I like to see change. I like to see, okay, I can understand that someone, even if you didn't understand it in the past or you were not in favor, but from now on, now that you understand it, you are making changes. We should accept that. I believe that we should accept that. We had some really good conversations around Black Lives Matter. And again, the business implication of when you are a small organisation, I'm not speaking about myself with in regards to Lisa's organisation and the, how can she make it more diverse when she is quite a small organisation. And what it's a com- it, these are the conversations uh, Carmen and I were sharing offline. I do not have these with my friends. It's, it's probably the only place I can go and just be like, this is, and because it, for me, you know, like you're all based in a different country. None of you operate in my space. So I don't have, everything is on the table. I don't have to keep any cards close of my, to my chest because you're my competition or you know somebody, you know, like we know the same people. I can just say, this is what I'm thinking. This is on my mind. Um, help me with food, no fear. Um, and that's what I really love about it. I love it. And I feel the same way. You know, medicine, it's its own field. It's its own world. So having this, it, I feel, and I, I'm going to tell you honestly, I feel like I'm collaborating or consulting with my colleagues when I'm talking to you because I do very specialized work in medicine. I'm, I'm a cardiologist and I consult with other specialists, each one an expert in their field. And we can have this high-level conversation about taking care of people. But when I'm in our group on Voxer, and hopefully we will meet in person at some point, <laughs> but yes. for now on Voxer, I also feel the same way. I'm speaking to these high-level business owners, entrepreneurs, and the entrepreneur part is important because you could be in the traditional business owner, owner brick-and-mortar that does things day-to-day as they've been happening for hundreds of years, but being an entrepreneur is a totally different picture and still have that support and that high level of understanding and camaraderie. And like you said, we don't compete. We are collaborating with each other. We're supporting each other and helping each other grow. Definitely. And I think that for people listening to this thinking, how how do I get in a group like this? So I do have, and it's not that active as I speak at the moment, a group which is more peer led and we all work in primary care essentially. And you can you can actively seek out your colleagues or people that you respect in your industry, but you do have to be you don't have the anonymity that this group has, my international group has, but it can still work or you can really seek out that diversity of thought and think about, well, it's, you don't have to worry about the industry, but you can just think about who do I know? What am I looking for? What sort of skills could support me? And then hopefully, you know, you've got LinkedIn is a fantastic way or you may just know people they may be your friends but you may not have ever thought of them in that way to be able to come together and connect but we are very very lucky of how we did come together and yeah years later we're still still together and that was through a network I was we were all part of the biz chicks community Natalie Ekdal was our coach um who's absolutely fab she put on a conference and then we met around we were talking around a pool were you that were you were you there I was we were at the hotel at 2017 the first conference and I met two other biz chicks from Houston and we were going to go you know take a car and go visit the area in California and you were sitting right in front of the hotel in one of the in the seats and I'm like oh my god there's Tara Humphrey there <laughs> stop saying that <laughs> oh yeah well back then you know <laughs> I will still say it today um, <laughs> and you were there and I think we invited you to go with us but you were just getting situated something with your passport I don't remember exactly I lost my passport you see I, <laughs> I paid enough attention <laughs> But, um, and you were there and it kind of synced in that this is real. These people are real. 
these women who are making it happen, who are taking big steps and are having real pro uh, processes, real efforts showing for their, their, showing their, their effort, they're here. And they're just people like me. And we just have a nice conversation as if we've met for forever when we haven't even seen each other. And I also saw you at the panel. I saw one thing about you. You were asked the question. I'm not going to reveal it here because, but I, but I love the answer you gave this person. And it was about focusing on what she was doing, you know, because as entrepreneurs, you know, it can be really distracting. And I love the answer you gave. And it gave me that sensation of, wow, these women are for real. These women, they're very focused. They are very serious about what they're doing. And this is why they have results because it can be very distracting, but also it was very welcoming. Everybody, at least I felt that I knew everybody and I still have friends from there like you. Yeah. I remember that. I remember, I think I said something like with love, don't do that. <laughs> like you do have to, well, I believe you do have to be focused. And I think, I don't like the term like women's groups, but this business group, this entrepreneurial group, it's, we're not coming together on a regular basis to saying, oh, Carmen, you've done a really good job when you haven't, or congratulate you just for, you know, like for doing the minimum. This is not that group. We are here to push each other and be really, really honest. Otherwise, there's no point. We do congratulate each other and we're all doing very well. But that's not, and, and like you said, I don't need you to be my cheerleader. You want the diversity of our thought to help shape or to help inform your next steps. So I think I just want to make that really, really clear. It is, it is fun, but there is a very clear purpose behind why we get together. There is. I believe you can be loving, but firm. And it doesn't hurt to have that, that truth told to you when you need it. That's why I said, I don't need a cheerleader because it doesn't help anybody when you are seeking that answer and okay, I need to choose which path to go. I'm not telling you where, where to go, but at least guide me, make me help a decision here. Being kind and loving and sweet it's nice, but it's not what I need. And at the moment, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need from you. If you cannot provide it, fantastic. Don't, not an issue. But if you can, please don't hold it. Yeah. What advice would you give to other people that are listening to us thinking, how do I get in a group like that? How do I find a group like that? I would say get out of your comfort zone first. You will have to meet people that you've never met before. And even if you meet one person or two or three or five and it doesn't produce the results you expected, keep doing it. There's always someone with whom you will connect. Do not be afraid of that. Start with someone close. It could be some, a group, a local group or someone you have something in common. In my case, I was looking for women, professional women or women business owners. So I started looking at uh, groups in my in my area and that's how I found that first group I mentioned but also listening to podcasts go to watch videos be on media because people are putting so much content out there and there's always someone who will say something with what with that you will resonate with find that person and, uh, and approach them why what can you lose you can't lose anything what can happen whether they reply it may not be what you expect, but what if it is? And then you can grow from there. You can either go to a program or meet them online. Just take that step. It's very uncomfortable. I guarantee you it's going to be very uncomfortable. And I come from a place where my career is extremely traditional. And I'm on the other side of the coin. I am the doctor. People come to me. So taking that step and going to people was extremely uncomfortable. But I had to psych myself and I have to be like, you know what? These are just people who want to succeed. You have to play that in your mind, something that, that will motivate you to do it. And I'm sure they will be happy to have another woman in their group or at least meet another person because this is why they're meeting. And the same with, with whether it's a podcast player or someone that you're looking for to meet for, for a while, go ahead and do it. Take the step. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be worth it. 
I would add to that. And so, and sometimes you have to pay for it. And there is, if it depends for what you're looking for, but we, you know, we paid a lot of money to go to, I mean, it was absolutely amazing to go to the Biz Chicks Conference in California. For me, it was a whistle stop tour. It was, yeah, I just went and came home. No, like, I think sightseeing, well, like that caught, I, did, I couldn't because I lost my passport and I had to sort that out. But yeah, sometimes you are going to conferences and when you go to a conference, whether it's an international conference or a local conference, go and be there, you know, like be present, put your phone away, think about what you're looking for, think about you, what you want to get out of going to the conference and just go for it. Um, otherwise it's you kind of there, but you're not really all in and being brave and speaking to people. But I think the international, I probably feel like my international community is stronger than my local community. And that's something I want to work on. And that's why I've got the podcast because I would love to have more. I want to grow my local net, my UK network of entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing is go with a mindset of establishing relationships rather than selling one mistake I see all the time on LinkedIn, in groups, is that people approach you, they want to connect with you, and then they start selling right away. And it's just very easy to put people on edge when you do that. Come uh, from a place of establishing a relationship. It may take time, but it's, in the end, it's going to take you farther than if you start tagging people for the purpose of just selling your product or your service. Nobody enjoys that. I, I guarantee mm. you nobody enjoys being <laughs> pitched for, from someone that they don't even know. But we all appreciate, or most of us appreciate, the, the emotional connection. So if you start from that and then you grow the relationship, keep in touch, be honest about it, that will be more productive than just meeting thousands of people and nothing happens. I agree. And I think from a mastermind perspective... I'm just trying to think it's as simple as when you're meeting people and they ask like, what brings you here today? It is just like, I'm looking to connect with X, Y, and Z. And you just have to tell people what you want. And if the mastermind group doesn't exist and you want to create one, you have to create it. I think Lisa was the driving force around our master, our Voxer group, wasn't she? I think so. Well, you approached me about it. You were talking to her. You, we were talking as well. Probably I was talking to Natalie and Lisa, of course. <laughs> no, so I think that's a really good example of likely the people that you want all are connected in some way, shape or form already because it's like birds of a feather flock together, right? So we were all talking in slightly different capacities. And I think it was Lisa was like, well, should we just all just come together? Because I would be like, oh, I've just spoken to Carmen about this. Oh, I've just spoken to Natalie about this. Um, so what well, it did kind of make sense. So I think probably in everybody's local network, there will be a group of you. You may not be a group yet, but you're all connected some way, or you think I know that person would really get on with that person. The key is you don't want this you just don't want the same you need that difference otherwise you just get that group think and everybody just tells each other how wonderful we think we all are and that's not what well it depends what you you may want that uh, so that's absolutely fine if that's what you want if you want something well, you know we've got businesses we want to progress those businesses profitably and we want to grow in whatever way feels good for us yes it's true but, you know, we're also, we don't get hurt when when someone doesn't reply or when they don't reply as, as quickly as we're, because sometimes we have these conversations and we're all pitching in and then it kind of goes quiet for a while. Yeah. And they're like, okay, how's everybody? <laughs> Have <laughs> yeah. I been kicked out yet? <laughs> um, we don't get hurt. It's It's impressive because we have a good relationship, even though... We haven't met each other in person at the same time. Maybe in, in 2017, we were all the same place. Yeah, but that's but the it. five of us, we were not talking in no. a group together at, the, at that time, right? So the way we've developed it, or the way it's developed, because it, it hasn't been, it just happened. We've made it happen. 
we give each other space, but we also know when to reach out. We know when to become, we're very confidential. Isn't yeah. that true? We are extremely confidential. No, I can tell you nothing goes out, at least for me. And, and I am, I, I, it's funny because I'm a physician. I'm Catholic. I tell people it doesn't get more, conf- for me, it doesn't get more confidential than, you know, you got to yeah. go to the Pope if you want more confidentiality. <laughs> you got to go to the Pope. Um, but in this group, it is extremely, we're all extremely respectful of everyone's messages, especially when we're talking about the, the delicate business issues or those personal issues that we're going through at, at the moment. Yeah, it's a really good point. It hasn't, it didn't occur to me. So I like, I share a lot on social media, but it didn't, it never entered my mind to share a conversation that we have had because it's just, I just wouldn't. And the confidential nature, and I will share, I think one of the things that wasn't about work related is I've got a 12 year old and I honestly feel like she went to bed one teenager or I literally went to bed a little girl and woke up a teenager and I was like, what the hell has happened? It's <laughs> like, I I don't know what to do. This is this is really hard. And Natalie gave me some fantastic advice. And I think the other, I think we talk about money and I think that it's just in my circle, we don't talk about money. We don't say, I want to earn this. I want it to be this profitable. These are my financial goals. We keep that very, you know, like that is very, very personal. But in our group, we do talk about money and figures and, and milestones. And I, I really, really like that. It's very inspiring. It does make me think, and I think you've had this before, you know, like sometimes we think, how are we in this group? Even we forget that we make up the group, but we think, oh my God, like, oh my God, this person's doing this. And it makes me think, should I be here? But then in the same breath, I'm so inspired. It makes me think, well, if you can do it, I can do it. Absolutely. I think it's empowering to see women who are making, like Lisa, I mean, you know, she has all these downloads and her business is extremely successful. And then you look back and she shares how she started and she's shared with her audience as well, how she started from her master bedroom and where she is now and where you started and where I come from and everybody else. So it, it gives you that reality check. At least for me, it's always, I'm always looking for that reality check. Okay. Things are going fantastic. I still got to keep working on it because it's not going to happen on its own if I don't put the effort. And also just because I have a bad day today, even though I feel like, Oh my God, this is the end of the world. It's not in reality. It isn't, it'll be better. So the group gives a nice balance, balance of personalities, balance of the finances and business and the struggles dealing with our families, <laughs> <laughs> because we all have kids. We have a good range of ages with our yeah. children. Sometimes we have the mom question, right? Just like you presented the other day. And even though I'm not asking the question, I'm listening because I also have a daughter <laughs> and I have two boys. So your question that came at this moment may help me tomorrow. Who knows? But I'm still paying attention because this is something that I may encounter. So it's a very dynamic group of women, but also business owners, moms, wives, people. And somehow we share so much openly, uh, if I may say it that way. Mm. I don't think I... I'm not going to say we don't hold anything back. I'm sure we have things that we all, you know, we all have, have some things that we may not feel comfortable sharing. But in general, it's like a big group of friends, but just not friends who just go to have lunch together. Friends who are pushing each other and friends who are being an example to others in the group. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I just really want people to understand, I suppose, the nature of it and the fact that that's a really good point. So when I raised that question, I think Lisa said, I'm not going to give advice. <laughs> um, you didn't say anything and or you just said like, this is helpful. You know, like you didn't offer any advice and then Natalie did. And not, you know, like we don't all have to chip in and we don't have to say, sorry, I'm not going to contribute to this. We contribute where we feel that we can and we don't when and it's okay. I'm not thinking, Carmen, where's your two cents? So 
it's really just trying to help if somebody was to listen to this and think, how do I recreate it? There are some rules which we've not ever, I don't know if we've really ever verbalised. And those rules are, it is a confidential space. Not everybody has to contribute, you know, like at all or at a certain time. It is a business First and foremost, we've come and connected together to progress our businesses, but that incorporates our life. So we have non-business things in there, but it's not a mum group. Do you know what? It's not like, it's not that. (laughs) Um, um, And yep, there are periods of time when it goes really quiet and and we're just all getting on. And then some, one of us will inevitably it's quite active at the moment, but sometimes it does go very quiet and somebody will just say, just checking in, seeing how you all are. We give our updates, um, just let people know what's going on. And then we know that we can come, you know, like we can be in a moment of crisis and be like, this has happened. Help me. And it's that's that's what we do. That's our job. So. We've just been very, very lucky to come together. But if you are thinking about setting up your own group, you may want those little things to just be in the back of your mind thinking, what is the purpose of our group? How big do we want it to be? What app are we going to use? All of those things, they're little things, but they probably probably can make or break a group if you're not clear um, why you're coming together. Because some people will be thinking, I thought it was this. Someone will be thinking, I thought it was that. And you don't want to waste people's time and you don't want to waste your own time. Right. I think that uh, the group, uh, the size it is right now, it's it's fantastic. Too big a group and people start to get lost because I am at a stage where I have very specific questions from, of course, from where, when I started. Right now, I have very specific questions. The group is extremely valuable because I know I have my, my people that I can tap into, my brains that I can tap into, which is you ladies, and get an answer from there, from you. But I also, not only as a business owner, I can also get an, get an answer. Like the other day, I was asking about the backdrops, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's a silly question, but you're going to be my audience. So yeah. why not? You, you meet the criteria to be my audience. So let me ask you, what, what do you think? What should I do? How would you feel better if you were in the audience? So... Simple questions, but we're also very respectful. We are a group that we may be not, I'm not going to say harsh. We're not harsh. <laughs> it sounds like, I don't think that. We, it sounds like we're a lot harsher. We're not harsh. We're not. We're really kind to each other. <laughs> kind to each other. We're very kind. And I think that's the basis of it. We are kind. We're respectful. We respect each other's spaces. And we let other, you know, if, if you feel like you need time and you don't have, I think many times we've said it, don't feel like you have to reply, just like you mentioned. But at the same time, we don't let people get lost, right? We don't yeah. like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> or, or we go back to someone who presented an issue and one of us may ask, okay, how is it going with this? Not because we are just nosy, because we are truly interested in seeing you move forward and succeed. Yeah. And I hope when people listen to all of these episodes on the podcast, so much goes in to the day job that you that the, you just don't see on the outside. The conversation, some of them may seem little problems, which now seem trivial, seem so big in the moment. And it's really important to be able to find people to talk about that stuff with that will yeah to the and the maybe the average person that is not in a leadership position or not running a business would just think oh why it doesn't matter but it's, it's the details that really really matter to us and then also us saying to each other okay you've got a team member stop you know move on now <laughs> you know like just move on this is not your this is not your job your job is x let your team members do x y and z yeah i hope people I hope, I really genuinely hope that this helps. I hope so. It's beautiful to have this, to have this. It's extremely invaluable. It's something that, you know, you, you, don't, you have no idea how much you've helped me move forward with speaking and grow the business and be present because it is very easy to get lost. 
you get lost in details, you get lost maybe sometimes in criticism, you get deflated, disappointed. But knowing that there's other people out there, people that I can relate to, who are breaking boundaries and are making it happen and dealing with the day-to-day, and you actually understand the struggles, that's invaluable. So, yeah, I think find a group. If you cannot find it, make it happen. Find those people that you relate to and that actually will help you with whatever questions you may have. I think you need to have some clarity too. In the beginning, it may be hard because when you're starting, you don't even know the questions you have. But as you learn, as you keep going forward, there are things that will start showing their face and you will be able to identify whether it's convenient or not. So as you get more experience, it's easier to tag along or meet someone that you can tap into and then another person and then another person. And that's how you build a group like this. You build it because we have things in common, but there's also some differences that we actually need for them to have in order for us to have a purpose with the group. Definitely. What would you say in the next five, in five years time, what do you think your career will look like? That's a tough question because tough questions because I planned so much for this year and things <laughs> didn't go as planned. <laughs> Although I will tell you, I've had a lot more success than I expected okay. after the pandemic. But to answer your question, five years from now, I will definitely like to be established, have the option to be a full-time speaker. Okay. And I say have the option because today I don't know if I will leave medicine or not. Today I can tell you I still want to stay in. But I'm open to maybe be a consultant in medicine or just teaching. Or if it happens that I am not there and I am happy at the moment, that's fine. But I would definitely like to be a speaker, having a successful career as a speaker and helping my audience through my message. If people want to connect with you on social media, where's the best place to find you? You can find me on LinkedIn. My handle is at Dr. Landrau and also my website, drlandrau.com. And it's D-R-L-A-N-D-R-A-U.com. Thank you so much, Carmen. And I'll 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 speak to you in a minute. so much for joining us if you like what you hear i would absolutely love it if you left us an itunes rating and five star review i know many of you give us a shout out on social media which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast so please come and find us on twitter at thc primary care on instagram at thc primary care and on linkedin just look for tara humphrey and if you're not subscribed to our newsletter please do it's really really funny you get to hear more insights more confessions some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week so click on join the newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode.